The people you love play five songs they love and tell you why. Julia Jacqueline now has two brilliant albums behind her, but three years ago she was just starting to get traction as a solo artist with her debut album. We'd known her as a member of the band Fantastic Furniture, but her solo work really stopped me dead in my tracks. As the Take 5 dips into the archives, here's one from the more recent past. In May 2017, when Julia Jacqueline was back in Australia for a minute between a US and European tour. Songs like Pool Party, Lead Light and Coming of Age spun on the radio. But the Take 5 is about digging into an artist's fan heart. And for Julia, I gave her the theme, Unexpected Songs. In the time since, I've loved every chance I've had to speak with Julia. She's got this wisdom and surety in what she says. There's a kind of calm determination in all that she does. And she has excellent taste. Over the next little while, you're invited into her musical brain beginning with her first pick, Jack White's That Black Bat Licorice. I asked her why she chose it. I just got really obsessed with this record and this song in particular just has some really interesting production techniques and really nice guitar tone and there's just something about it that makes me just feel a little stronger. Like, I used to listen to it as kind of like a psych-up, you know? Even though I play these pretty quiet folk <laughs> folk shows, this song is kind of, yeah, it just kind of makes me want to, like, put my chest up a bit, just be a bit stronger. And I used to have daydreams listening to this record that I was in this band, you know, rocking out on violin or something. So good! <laughs> Walk us through Erica Badu because that is one hell of a slow jam and what an amazing artist as well. Yeah, I've been a big fan of hers for a really long time and it started when I was in music class in year 11 and this girl called Ellie Zaya, I hope she listens to this, <laughs> she was like the coolest girl in school. She was so beautiful and so cool and like just so sure of herself at 16 where I was just like, who am I? And she just seemed to have it down. And I remember in this music an assessment or whatever, she sang this song and I was like, oh my gosh, this is the coolest thing I've ever heard and oh ever seen. Oh my gosh, she sang the six and a half minute version of that song in a music assessment? Yeah, and I was just like, damn, that is a great song. And everything about what I just witnessed was just so cool beyond anything that I ever feel like I could achieve. And then I, yeah, just started listening to her records after that. And that was the song that kind of got me into it. Right there 
there's something just about her vocal delivery where she just doesn't really give you much in a really great way, you know? Like, she's not just giving it all away. She's just telling the story for what it is, and mm. she's just an incredible artist. I, I waited at Blues Fest right at the front for, like, four or five hours so I could be at the front when she played a couple of years ago. What's she like and live? Because that's a commitment. She was amazing, so incredible. I needed to pee so bad. I was like really hungry and dehydrated and I just, yeah, I was delirious by the time she came on. But she was so in command of her band, which is something that I've really struggled with, feeling confident with telling people what you want. And at first I was a bit like, whoa, she's really, you know, she kind of like did this sound check at the beginning, which is not really what you do at a music festival. Usually you get on and you're just like, well, if it sounds bad, you just have to roll with it. Yeah. And she was just very much, no, we are getting this right. And I do not care if this is awkward. So at first it was a bit uncomfortable, but then I was like, damn, like she really just knew what she wanted and she wasn't going to settle for less. And the show was amazing. And she came down to the front and I rubbed her arm and she walked <laughs> past me. Creep. And <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, total creep. It was just no, really nice. Inspiring. You're a fan. It's very nice. Yeah. And I think that that moment made me go, like, okay, it's actually, it's okay for me to tell people what I want, you know, and to not feel like I'm being bossy or just being too much. So thanks, Erica. Isn't that great to see that though? I, I'm firmly, yeah, I yeah. firmly believe that you can be what you can see. And when you see someone, and particularly a woman in music, being assertive, I think it sends such a great message to all the people, like the little Julia Jacklins, the 16 year old Julia Jacklins <laughs> in the crowd, who are yeah, like, I want to totally. be like that one day. And, you know, in a, in a very different genre. So like, I could take something from that performance into my performance that's not musical, you know? Going back even further, when you're a little kid, like a little, little kid, what sort of music mm -hmm. was playing in your house? What did you grow up with? I kind of grew up with a few different things. In my mum's house, we'd be listening to basically just Doris Day musical soundtracks. Oh, nice. I just flew in from the windy city, the windy city. Yeah, so I was really into Doris Day as a kid. The Andrew Sisters. He's the boogie-woogie bugle of company. Nina Simone. Everybody knows. My dad's house, it was Bjork. And there is no man, and the cure. And Billy Bragg. I don't want to change the world. I'm not looking for a new England. I'm just looking for another girl. Deep purple. I think Strange Kind of Woman was the first song I ever sung. It was, it was a pretty big mix. Absolutely. And what part did Britney Spears play in all of this? Because she was in the mix too, wasn't she? In the she was days? definitely in the mix, yeah. I mean, she was kind of all over my walls. Um, <laughs> I'm imagining it's looking... the Baby One More Time poster, isn't it, with the little pigtails plaited? No, it was like some really, she had kind of real ratty hair and she got all her clothes ripped off and keeps a midriff and belly ring. And Rebellious like, Britney. <laughs> 
Yeah, she was just like looking really like, scary. <laughs> but yeah, no, she was a big inspiration as well for her um, good songs, great songs, and uh, you know, good work ethic. So that's what you want as a kid. We're going now to another shape-shifting artist and, again, another incredible woman to watch on stage and to watch create. Grimes and Art Angels Mm. is the next choice. What do you love about Grimes and this song? Grimes, Art Angels, the record. I'm not exaggerating when I say this. I have listened to that record more times than any other record in my life. Huge. (laughs) I've listened to that record so many times that it has become slightly concerning to myself and my friends. <laughs> Every time I'm in the tour van and my bandmates are like, oh, what are you listening to? And they see that I'm listening to Grimes again. They're like, Julia, I feel like you should just get something else on your phone. <laughs> what is it about this record that's so compelling? I think at the beginning I couldn't get Spotify on my phone for some reason and I bought the Grimes CD and I'd put it on my phone. That's all I had on my phone. I had like my own voice memos and I had this record on my phone. And so for this whole tour of the States with Marlon Williams last year, that was all I listened to, this record. So at first I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, good record. It's really fun. And then it kind of turned into, oh, this is like really cool and it makes me, you know, when you're playing kind of this pretty emotional set every night for like six weeks, it's nice to kind of listen to music that's just uplifting and upbeat and it's not lyrically heavy I think it's just turned into this weird, as you said, I'm never at home. I don't really have a home base anymore. It's kind of like turned into this little home for me. That's your that little sounds... snail home on your back. Yeah. Grimes Art like Angels record. Totally my home. I think it's a really good record. It, like All the melodies are amazing and I just love what she does with the production. And because I've listened to it one million times, <laughs> I know it inside and out. And every time I hear it, I feel like I, I hear another little cool um, sound she's made or, or something. So, yeah, she inspires me a lot in terms of her fearlessness and, and mm. her career trajectory, you know. I feel like she got a lot of flack at the beginning. She bounced back with this, like, incredible record and she just, yeah, doesn't seem to really care. And I, I want to not care as much as I do. Dovey Gray and Drift Away. Day after day I'm more confused. Yet I look for the light through the pouring rain. Why did you pick Dovey Gray? Thank you, by the way. <laughs> but how is this a song that is unexpected for you? Yeah, I guess it's not super unexpected. I mean, who doesn't like that song? Before I started doing music full time, I worked at a factory and we would listen to Smooth FM every single day. <laughs> And I love Smooth FM. I'm not saying anything bad about them, but it is quite repetitive and every day, you know, you kind of know you're going to hear certain songs. You're going to hear Kiss by a Rose. You're going to hear <laughs> Hungry Eyes. Like, yes. you know what's going to happen. And this song, I don't know, this song is just, yeah, it's one of those songs that comes on on classic radio and you're just, yeah, cool, I know that song. But there was just something like, every day at the factory, I would be looking forward to the, the moment that they would play <laughs> Drift Away. And that would be the highlight of my work. You're literally like on a factory line with a factory line of music, just like on this rotational yeah. <laughs> course. 
<laughs> yeah, and I just as soon as I hear that sweet guitar intro, I'm just damn, this is my time. <laughs> and I would just turn up the radio and I never really I wouldn't have thought about this song in a serious way because it's so classic and because the lyrics are kind of really simple and mm. it's just like a really simple song about love and music, you know. Give me music, give me the beat boys and free my soul or whatever. I think it's just actually really nice. It's nice. It's just kind of saying, like, I love music. I appreciate musicians. It's hard on sleeve stuff. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I need the full picture, though. What factory were you working at? Can you say what you were actually making while you were hanging out for some Dobie Grey every day? <laughs> I was, like, filling essential oil bottles. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. It was a nice smelling factory job. There you go. So, essential yeah. oil factory line worker. One of the many previous incarnations <laughs> of Julia Jacqueline. Yeah. Amazing. I've been talking a little bit about how busy you've been. As we mentioned earlier, you've just come home from a trip to North America and you're back on the road for a big run of European festivals. Have you been riding on the road? Have you found time to capture some of the things that you're seeing and and turn them into new Julia Jacqueline songs? Yeah, I, I finally started writing. I think at the beginning I was too consumed by just trying to figure out how to tour. You know, it's just, it's like a very different lifestyle to my previous lifestyle going to uni and working at the factory and hanging out with my friends in Sydney yeah, and just playing shows like every weekend or whatever. So yeah, at first it was just so all consuming, just trying to stay sane. (laughs) I don't know. I was a little bit scared that I wasn't going to write a song again, really. Now that I've got the swing of it, I know what I need to do and I know certain things that I have to do, like making sure I have alone time. Whereas Mm. before I never really had alone time and I've now realised like I've got to make a real effort to separate myself from situations. So, yeah, I've been I've actually written quite a lot on this last tour that I just did, and yeah, I think they sound pretty good. Radiohead's Idiotech is your final song. God, I love this song. Why did you choose mm. it? I picked this song because I think this song came at a really important time for me. Being around 12 is a really interesting time for your musical taste, and it definitely was for me because I was really confused. I was still listening to my parents' records, you know, like The Cure and Doris Day and Andrew Sisters, and then I was also listening to Top 40. You know, I'm listening to, like, Avril Lavigne and Good Charlotte, and then I'm kind of also pretending that I like corn, even though I didn't. <laughs> Who were you, you know, pretending to? Oh, just... I think this boy at school really liked him, <laughs> liked them, and I, I don't know, I thought it was cool to like corn. Like and I just remembered really pretending, and we were kind of dating at the time, so I would have been like 13, and he bought me like all these corn records, and I had to pretend at recess that I was so excited, and I was never going to listen to these. <laughs> love it. What you <laughs> but, do um, for young love. So yeah, it's just like a really confusing time, because you're like, what do I actually like? I have no idea. And I just remember being at my neighbor's house, lying on the floor in his lounge room, and this memory is just so vivid. And he put on this song, and I just remember being like, this is what I like. I love this song. I don't know who it is. I don't know what it is. It's so different to everything I'm listening to right now. 
I like this and it's not because I'm being told to like it and it's not because my parents like it. Yeah, and it was just a really big moment for me to just kind of feel genuinely like I I know what I like now. I mean, I love so many other things that Radiohead have done over Mm. the years, but this was kind of my entry point and it's a big song in my life. An exceptional song from an exceptional co-host. Julia Jacqueline taking five with unexpected songs. I'll see you next time as we take a trip into the pot of gold that is the Take Five archives. Take Five! The Take Five with Dan Rowe. Every week, hear the people you love. Hi, I'm Joan Jett. Hey, this is Nana Cherry. And I'm Taking Five. Talk about the five songs they love. Hear stories of discovery. And I heard this thing coming out of the speakers. I was like, oh my God, what is that noise? Wow. And the songs that changed how they saw the world. It just affected me deeply. I never knew rap could be that powerful. It's like a jungle. Join Zan Rowe and Take 5. Life 101 with Kimber and Zan. Pull up a chair. (laughs) Subscribe now.